Matthew chapter 2, verse 19 and 20. We are still in the series of prodigy. We're in the series of prodigy. Grab your Bibles quickly. Matthew chapter 2, verse 19 and 20. Uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 19 and 20. Thank you for standing. My granddad, the, uh, the founder of this church, the late Reverend Dr. Joseph Lee Jr., he would say it every weekend. When you open the Bible, you open God's mouth. And I believe we ought to stand, be at attention to hear what our Lord is saying. This is from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 2, starting at verse 19, reading from the English Standard Version. Now when they had departed, they being the Magi, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to kill or to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt. And Remain there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophets. Out of Egypt, I called my son. For a moment, we want to talk on the subject, protect their destiny. Protect their destiny. Excuse me, we were reading verses 13 through 15. Excuse me, we were reading verses 13 through 15 first. We will get to... Uh, the second passage momentarily. Um, when we arrive at this passage, we see Jesus somewhere around 15 months old. Uh, and after the, the, the Magi have left uh, and they have deposited a great treasure into Jesus, we talked about that last week, they've deposited a great treasure into Jesus and uh, they left, but they did not go back to Herod as he asked them to because they knew that if they told Herod where he was, he would certainly go there to kill him. Herod, when he listens to his magistrates, when he listens to uh, uh, the, the wise men of his council, uh, they make him aware that what the Magi came to look for was very true, very real. And this king was going to rise up and rule over every kingdom. When he heard this, he was sorely displeased. And because of it, he created an edict that in his kingdom, every child to and under was to be killed. Now, while we are not in the day of Herod, I want to make you aware of the fact, and I know this may be a bit heavy for a Christmas sermon, but I need you to understand that there is a hit out on our children. Uh, we will celebrate. We gonna, I, I, I know you, you've already bought gifts for them, and, and we talked about last week giving them the proper gifts, right gifts. I pray you have not wasted your money. Amen. Hallelujah. But that you're giving them gifts of substance, and, and you're investing in their future. Praise the Lord. 
But I need you to understand that while you have great intentions for them, you're thinking of good things and you want to bless them and you want to you want to give unto them and pour into them. There is a very real force on the other side of the equation that has every intention of killing your children. I don't want to cause anybody to be sad this morning, but I do want to arrest your consciousness to the degree that you become aware of this tr true reality. Allow me to serve just like the angel. It is time for you parents to arise. It is time for you to arise because there is a real threat pending upon your children. Now, here's the amazing thing as we approach this text. The amazing thing is, is that Herod did not care about Mary. Nor did Herod care about Joseph. He only cared about Jesus. Parents, here's what I need you to understand. There are certain attacks of the enemy that you have outgrown. You can, okay, you, uh, praise God for that. I, I mean, I don't know. You, I'm excited. There, there, there are certain attacks that you have outlived. So just pause right there and thank God that there are certain attacks of the enemy that you have outgrown, that you have outlived, that will not affect you because God has allowed you to get to where you are. So we thank God that there's something that we've outgrown. But in the interim of that, we have to understand that there are certain attacks of the enemy that our children are primed for. And when I say our children, I mean our children, our young people, I, I mean our teenagers, our young adults. We have to look out for them because Herod had no intentions of killing Mary nor Joseph. He only wanted to kill Jesus. And I need you to understand this, parents, and this is why you need to be hyper vigilant over the spirit of your home. Hear me, because there could be spirits attacking your home that you don't even know are in your home. Because you are at a maturity level to where you live beyond that influence. But that spirit could be subtly attacking your children. Suffocating the very spiritual life out of them. And you not even be aware of it. Here's, here's the heavy thing. And I was sharing this with the, the, the pastoral team in the office before we came out. Although the threat was on Jesus... Jesus was too young to take responsibility for the threat that was upon his life. Don't miss this. There are certain things that we make our children deal with that they're not mature enough, whether in the physical or in the spiritual, to deal with. We have to become more concerned with the issues that they're going through. Let's talk. Let's talk. You would not dare kill yourself, you grown person, off of what somebody posted on Facebook about you. Now, you may call and cuss somebody out. You know, if you're gangster enough, you may roll up on somebody. But suicide is not something that you contemplate because you're at a different level of maturity. But let that be your son, your daughter. And because the world and the culture that they live in, social media has become life. And, and, and let, me, let me take this indictment. J James and Karen is going to take this indictment now. 
For some of our children, social media is their only real sense of affirmation. So we got to fix that. We got to put affirmation under the tree too. Put, put that on your list. Put that on your list. Wrap it up and give it to them. Some of us, the only time our children feel us passionately is when we're disciplining them. That's the only time they see us raise our voice. That's the only time they see us get excited. And so the majority of their affirmation, the majority of their hearts and their likes come from social media. Here it is. Whatever affirms you sets your architecture. I'm going to say that one more time. Wherever you get your primary affirmation from, that is the very thing that will begin to, to build your architecture. And so we have to make sure that we are affirming our children. And, and many times, because there is this heavy presence, not just on social media, but as it relates to their peer group, and their word becomes truth and, and reality and gold. And there are certain things that we dare not worry about, but that they're altogether consumed by. And so although the death threat was not for Joseph, the death threat was not for Mary, it was for their child, they had the responsibility to do something about it. Hear me. Although the death threat may not be for you, although the attack may not be on your life, although the attack may not be on your sanity, it's on your child. And now you have to take responsibility for what the enemy is trying to do over them. Hallelujah, somebody. Okay, it's going to make sense. So here's the instruction that the angel gives to Joseph. Rise, take the child and the mother and flee to Egypt. Now, the call to rise, the call to rise, that is a call to action. That is a call to move. I am encouraging every parent in this place to make a decision to be proactive in the life of your child in a way that may at times be uncomfortable for you. He says, rise. I need, you, I need your level of engagement to rise. I need your level of, of attention to rise. I, 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 I am so guilty of this. And, and I'm not preaching to you anything that I'm not preaching to myself. There have been many times where my children pray for me. <laughs> my, my wife, she does a great job at laying their clothes out and, and, and doing all of that and making sure hair is in order and tied up the night before. My wife does a great job at all of that. But there's some times where daddy is in charge of getting everybody out. Y'all pray for me. Because we're moving and it's three of them. And so in, in, in the pace of moving, I'm considering what I got to do and make sure I got my keys and make sure my backpack is done. You got your clothes up? Mama, put your clothes out. Don't ask me about no clothes. Mama already put your clothes out. I don't care about, I don't care what, Mama did your hair. That's all done. I, what, sign, who signed? Mama said, who signed that? I'm supposed, why? I'm the only one. I know, I know it. And so, and so watch this. I tend to push them out at times. And then when my wife comes back, hallelujah, and she sees them walk in the door, I didn't notice that the socks didn't match. I didn't notice that, that these ponytails, these in the back, because I wasn't looking at their back. 
I didn't notice that these were unraveled and the doors weren't even there. I didn't know, I, I didn't know that you said they couldn't wear that, you told them they not to wear that, and then they switched. And the reality is, I was not attentive. And there are times when we are not attentive to the issues that our children are facing. And because of our lack of attention, things can happen. And we only respond when we see the fallout. But what would have happened if we were more attentive? What would have happened if we had a more watchful eye and we seen where they were and what they were going through and what was happening and we spoke to that thing earlier? He says, rise, take the child and the mother. So now this speaks of not only do we have to come to a place of attention, but now we have to come to a place of action. We have to take the child and take the mother. Let me, let me just insert this here. Um, I, I, I know some of my young people, they, they may not like me when I say this, um, but hear me. As long as, and you've heard this before, but I feel like it needs to be reiterated in this Christmas season. As long as you are their provider, as long as you are their shelterer, <laughs> you have authority over their being. You have authority over their being. You have authority over where they go, where they reside, where they lodge, where they stay. And here's the next thing you need to understand. Not only do you have authority over where they be, you have authority over where they should not be. And some of us pray for me. Some of us have allowed our children to walk right into danger because we did not want to deal with the confrontation that ensued. We know that was, that's not where they should have been. We know that they weren't, that's what they shouldn't have done. But, but, but especially those who got a little maturity on them. We tend to want to let them learn for themselves. And let me insert this before we move forward. Uh, watch this. Experience is not the best teacher. I don't know who lied to you, but that's a lie. Experience is, is, is a potent teacher. But it's not the best one. I'd rather not bump my head. Tell me where the beam is. I'd rather not fall in the pothole. Tell me where the ditch is so I don't fall in it. Tell me about the ditches. I don't want to deal with all these ditches. And some of us, we have, we have been raised in a lineage that says, get out yourself because I had to. That's how your parents raise you. Don't lie. Your parents, our parents, our foreparents, they, they, ha they had a harder exterior. They had a harder road to travel. And so they gave you the blessing of hardness. Opportunities that our children couldn't even, or, or thoughts that, 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 that we couldn't even conceive for ourselves are real and present for our children. See, there were certain parties you weren't even allowed to go to. Watch this. Even if you were allowed, they didn't want you there. And there were certain things that we were not privy to. But now this new generation, they're privy to certain things. And now we have to make sure that we insert our authority. Here it is. 
If they don't like you, y'all be friends when they get 30. I have no intention of being Keon's friend until post 30, post, post husband, post father. Then we'll grab some cigars and sit out back and say, see, I told you. You thought I was, you thought, you thought I was tripping, huh? You thought I was crazy. Told you, boy. Then we'll be friends because we have shared experience. Mm, let me, and let me pause right here because this is what we need to carry our children into. True friendships can only be built through shared experience. And anytime we try to be friends with people we don't share experience with, that is a faulty, fake foundation of a friendship. Arise. Take the child and the mother. Flee. But now we got to wrestle with this. Flee to Egypt. These are Jewish people. And he tells Jewish people, catch this, to go back to the place that they were in bondage. So let's wrestle with this instruction that the angel of the Lord gives to Joseph. Take your child and your wife and go to the place that used to bind you. implication of this text is this is that there comes a season in your life when the things that you classify here it is as being bound or the things that you classified as as something that that circumference you and that and that kept you bound in a different season of your life can be the very thing that offers you protection don't miss this. Rise and take your children back to them old antiquated practices that your grandma gave you. Because it's going to protect your children. It's not a deep point, Mike. It's just, okay. I know we got technology. I know we got cell phones. I know we got everything. We got everything at our disposal. We got Wi-Fi. But rise and take your children back to where you were formed. Do we see it? Rise and take your children back to the principles that created in that were created in you that made you the strong man you are. Rise and take your children back to the principles that made you the resilient woman that you are. Because while many of us want to disassociate and detach ourselves from our struggle, we have to acknowledge that there were some things of our struggle that made us who we are today. And sometimes we try to forget about our struggle. And we get so well at forgetting about our struggle, we forget to put the principles that we learned in the struggle into our children. Here's the biblical principle, and I'm going to leave it alone. There are some things that you thought was, 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 was binding you and you thought it was just horrible, but it's the very thing that's keeping your house clean today. Yeah. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk to me. The, 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 all, all of the stuff that you couldn't stand, they tell you to do this, do this, clean this, clean that. Why? I'm not your maid, I'm not your slave. And you did all of that, 
But watch this. Now that everything is on you, you have a standard for your home that a man don't mind being your husband. Daddy was so hard on you about your money. And you wanted to do this, that, and the other. And he was talking to you about saving. He was talking to you about doing this. And, and he made you pay him. And only to understand that the money was going back to you. But now you're not broken. So somebody actually want to be your wife. Take your children back to the place of bondage. Okay, don't uh, I, 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 take your children back to the place to where here it is. You learn how to make it on what they gave you on the first. And y'all lived off that for 30 days. Take your children back to the print. Oh, man, I'm, 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 I, I, somebody will have a good year. Take your children back. To, I remember that little book. One, five, you know, when you had to, you remember them grocers that, that, that they was mad if you had the, if you had it without the book, and they were like, no, nah, if you ain't got the book, you can't buy it, I was mad at them. But it taught you something. Take them back before you had a debit card, come on. Take them back to before you had a car without a limit. Take them back, take them back to when everybody had to get in this vehicle. You know, God bless you multi-car families and all that good stuff today. Come on. You remember your, your, your family had a car. If. Come on. Some of y'all, y'all so everybody always got one, like one almost concussion because you was in the back and they hit that turn and you went all over. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the principle I need to invoke into this room. There were certain principles and blessings that you learned in your struggle that made you who you are today. I'm not saying that you have to subject them to all of the abuse, but extract the principle and make sure that the principle is in their lives. Because somewhere along the way, you learned the price. Somewhere along the way, you learn the weight. Somewhere along the way, you, you learn the necessity of it. And if we continue to let our children live in a way that is a void of those things because we want to be super parents and we buffer them for those realities, the moment that we're taken off the scene, they will be devoured by the enemy because they have no resiliency. And so we have to make sure that we are, we are fleeing to Egypt. Hmm. I'm not saying you got to live there forever. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you, get, you, 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 you have to make that your life. But what I am saying is that there are some principles that you learn there. Because we have, watch this. Uh, I'm not going to hang here longer. But, but Israel worked hardest in Egypt. Don't, don't miss this. Israel gained, watch this, principles of ingenuity in Egypt. 
so that when they got their own kingdom, they already knew what to do. And so I'm not telling you to go back to the old day. I'm not telling you to go back. I'm telling you to extract the principles and import them and allow your family to be blessed by the benefit of them. He then goes to say, remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy it. Hear me, parents. There are going to be certain circumstances that we have to remove ourselves from for the sake of our children. There are going to be some friendships that you have to say goodbye to for the sake of your children. There are going to be some circles that you have to stop traveling in for the sake of your children. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm going to stay spiritual. I'm going to stay spiritual because we, we can also go very carnal. We can go very carnal and recognize that everybody that you know, you don't know. But we're going to stay in the spirit. Hallelujah. There, there, will be, there will be certain realms that you have to stop traveling in. Not, not because it's a hindrance to you, but it's a hindrance to your child. And you have to ask yourself, how good of a parent am I really? How much am I willing to sacrifice for the sake of my parenting? Am I willing to sacrifice my comfort for my child's safety? It's comfort for you, but it's safety to them. He says, I need you to remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy it. There will be, thank you, Lord, there will be seasons of time in our life where we will have to remain in certain positions, in certain conditions, in certain scenarios for the sake of our children. But we must know that the difference is their survival or their destruction. When we consider the tension of discomfort, we have to remind ourselves that it is a matter of their survival or their destruction. When we tell ourselves, I don't want to do this, remind ourselves that it is a matter of their survival or their destruction. Verse 14 goes on to say, and he rose and he took the child and the mother by night and departed to Egypt. The by night is very important because it tells us that he did it without announcement. Mm, we go, okay. There are some things that are too important to announce. I know we live in an age where everything deserves a status update. Everything deserves a quick selfie. 
But there are some things that God is doing in the life of your child that God is calling you to orchestrate in the destiny of your child that is too important to announce. Because if you announce it, then you will alert the powers of darkness that can come and infiltrate what God is doing through your hands. I will say this one more time. If we talk too much about it, if we announce it to too many people, then we allow the enemy to infiltrate it. And hinder the very thing that God is calling us to do. Everybody don't need to know what you teach in your child. Everything does not need to be publicized. Everything does not need to be noted. There are some things that need to be done in the nighttime. Am I hiding it? No, I'm protecting it. There are some things that, is, that are not common knowledge. There are some things that are not made for public consumption. Your child is one of them. Move in a way that your child will be protected. Verse 15 goes on to say, and he remained there until the death of Herod, that it was fulfilled that the Lord had spoken by the prophet out of Egypt. I have called my son. Here's the last thing I want to lift, lift up to you. Go to verse 19. It says, but when Herod died, this is good, elder. But when Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt saying, rise, take your child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. Here's what I need to tell you, and here's what I'm going to declare in the name of Jesus. For every threat, thank you, God, for every threat that has been, that has been waged, for every spirit, for every demonic place, and my God, and, and for every person who, is, who has tried to destroy your child, I declare death upon it all. I didn't, I didn't say that for the cute clap. I said that so that I have some, some warriors around me that's going to help me do war. No, I said I, I pronounce death over everything that has been trying to kill your child. I, I pronounce death over every spirit. I pronounce death over every hand that has tried to come to destroy, that has tried to come to abuse, that has tried to come to molest, that has tried to come to hinder, that has tried to come and sever, I cast it down in the name of Jesus. There will come a time where you will be called to make moves because everything that tried to kill them has now been killed. I don't know who needs to hear this, but the spirit of depression in your family is getting ready to be killed because it's not going to take your children like it took the ones before. The spirit of lust is getting ready to be killed in your family because it's not going to take your son like it took... My God, the spirit of broken. Listen, we cast it down. We cast it to death. And I'm, I'm calling you to get this same unction in your spirit. No, we will put those things to death. They, they will, if they try to kill my child, 
We cast that thing to death. And I'm not just talking about in the physical. I'm talking about in the spiritual. Amen? Because I already know you've been the Turners. I know you can handle somebody if you need to. I already know you've been the Bass Pro Shop. Praise the Lord. I already know you're good with a bow and arrow and a nine. Praise the Lord. Somebody like, I'm good with these. It, the reality is, even beyond the physical threat, the spiritual threat, because that's the one you don't even see coming. Because that's the one can sneak in your house even when the alarm is on stay. And we would declare death to every spirit, to every force that would want to come and kill the child. And I'm declaring in the name of Jesus that God is going to set a new trajectory for your whole family. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. He's going to set a whole new trajectory for your family. It won't impede your destiny, but it will include theirs. And you will see God move in your life in an amazing way. So protect their destiny. Ask yourself, what, what, what do you need to do? Ask yourself, where do you need to flee? What do you need to flee? What do you need to take them back to? What principle do you need to bring back into practice? declare in the name of Jesus that we shall as mothers and fathers as aunties and uncles as godparents as, as guardians we will do everything that we can as grandparents and great grand we will do everything we can to protect their destiny because they are worth it if you give your ch child nothing else this Christmas give them the promise of protection give them the blessing of affirmation Affirm them in who they are. Affirm them in who God called them to be. Affirm them in what you see in them. We're going to do this together? Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for our beloved children. We thank you for the, the example that we have through Jesus, through his father, through his mother. We thank you that you've given us warning. And so, Father, we pray that whatever we need to rise up in, wherever we need to rise, we will rise. Whatever we need to flee from, God, we will flee from it. Wherever we need to lodge, whatever principles we need to make sure that are concretized in the hearts, minds, and spirits of our children, we will do it now. And we thank you the promise of your word is that the things that wanted to kill them will be killed. The things that wanted to destroy them will be destroyed. The things that wanted to stop them will be stopped. The things that wanted to hinder them will be hindered. We thank you for the rich destiny you have for them. And we pray that you would empower us as parents, as guardians to do the, what you've called us to do to protect them and their destiny. And it is so. In Jesus' name. Amen.